money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Yay! Because this is the show where we talk about the heart issues around money. I'm Dave Van Oppen. I'm here with my wife, Rebecca. We say Reb for short. And we're going to bring our special guest into the show because Ray Borg from Compass Canada is a special guest, but he's also a regular guest. So uh, (laughs) if you've been listening to the show, uh, whether that's online at uh, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, or on iTunes, you will have you will find a show or multiple shows with Ray's name yeah, attached once a to mine. it. Yeah, so so welcome, Ray. Glad to have you back. It's good to be here with you guys again. I wanted to start by just giving the listeners a little bit of a reminder around Compass, what Compass does, um, some of the resources, why we love Compass here at the show. So, Ray, give us just that little summary on on some of the resources that are available through Compass Canada. Well, our primary resource is navigating your finances God's way. And you can do that either over six weeks using a DVD, over one hour time slot, just watching it, filling in the blanks, having some discussion, have prayer time. Or you can do the more intensive one, which is nine weeks. It's two hours of homework every week and two hours of discussion once a week. But boy, is it life changing for people who participate in it. Um, But it teaches you good godly principles. What does God's word say about how to manage our money and possessions with over 2,300 verses in it. Mm-hmm. God has not been silent on it, and he wants us to understand it. And so these resources help us to mm-hmm. break open the word and really begin to understand and dig deep into making some lifestyle changes. So are those, just to clarify for me, so there's there's navigating your finances God's way has a six-week series and, and a nine-week series? Correct. Okay, so. Yeah, I didn't know that okay, one. Yes. Six and can, weeks You can do those. the six weeks at home in your own house. If like you that. chose to do that, but we always encourage, you know, there's nothing like discussing with other people in terms of how they manage their finances, what kind of systems have you set up, what have you learned, those kinds of things. So there's a richness to that. But yes, you can order the facilitator's guide. It has the DVD in it that has all the teaching by other people, 15, 17 Mm -hmm. minutes of teaching, fill in the blanks. Okay. Answer yeah, the questions. Good. Yeah, that's great. So, so that's kind of like the financial tune-up version. Right? <laughs> yes, so that's right. Maybe, maybe do the full-on intensive <laughs> yes. first, and then if you need a tune-up, uh, an annual tune-up, yeah. and then boom, you hit, yes. the, hit the six weeks one. But good. you also have a marriage book. We've just had yeah. so many weddings this year that we've gone to, and so if you're a young couple out there, Compass Canada has uh, marriage Mo- and yeah, money. Yeah, money and marriage, God's yeah, way, way yeah. which really focuses on how to navigate communication around this issue, which can be pretty oh, tense. That's, that's a big smile I on know. his face. <laughs> we all know those things, right? And, and we all know, because Ray's married, we're married, we get the yes. whole... Oh, there's no, there's no communication issues around Oh it. my no. goodness, there are yes. a boatload. Yeah, and then okay. there's the other one is Business God's Way for business people, and then the other one is setting your house in order for the later seasons of life. You know, um, do you have your will and estate all planned? 
Do you have all the passwords of your spouse? Mm-hmm. Because often people pass away and they have no idea what those passwords are. And how do you shut down some of the accounts? How do you respond to things? How do you pay things off? Those mm-hmm. are critical things. And it just walks you through um, what you need to do and have in place for mm-hmm. that season. Great. Okay. So if you need any of those resources, mm-hmm. they would go to compasscanada.org. Correct. To find those. And yes. uh, can they contact you through that website too? Like yes, they, they send, can. So. My telephone number is on the website, okay. and that's a direct line to my office. Okay. Great. So yep. if you need to talk to Ray about any of those things, he's, uh, he's got all the answers. So. <laughs> well, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's biblically based. I think he mentioned that <laughs> it's yeah, God's yeah. answers. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. You know what Speaking I mean. Speaking of which, yeah. I have the verse today. I know, you have so, the verse today. Uh, you know, so you- uh, and, and one of the uh, we're going to talk, uh, have a discussion, a continuing conversation around uh, planning, and, and it's different kind of planning. So, you know, Ray, you'd mentioned the, the, the last one, which is setting your house in order, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, basically dealing with estate planning and wills and all that. But part of that, uh, we've been having this discussion around how do we as parents help our children navigate that continuing education piece of their life. So right. and that actually that question came up at one of our seminars. So mm-hmm. once a month um, Dave and I and uh, one of the uh, gentlemen in our office we do a financial fitness seminar. I mean, Lynn started Lynn Fraser started it years ago uh, with Ken Decker and it's just been a decade of that financial fitness seminar once a month. So um, and now we have on our questionnaire at the end, if you have any ideas for the radio show, and this ha- has come up once or twice, how do you plan f- and what do you think about helping your child with their continuing education? And it kind of ties in uh, when he said that about planning for your retirement mm-hmm. years or getting your house in order. Mm-hmm. It is directly affecting um, older parents because of of what's happening and how they're tr- parents are trying to help their children, even past education, even into helping their children when they're trying to buy a home and all that. So we're going to tackle some of that this morning, but Dave does have a verse for us. So we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 13, because we know that Proverbs has a lot to say about money. And it's a verse about money today, not just, you know, did you pick a verse about money since you always give me a hard time that I never pick a verse about money? Well, it is kind of about money. But it is directly related to this. Uh, So if you're at Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22, um, and as much as I hate pulling stuff out of context, you know that, Reb, that that's something that uh, just drives me wild. But we're going to just take the first half of the verse because... Proverbs, you can do that a little bit easier. There's my justification. (laughs) (laughs) So Proverbs 13, verse 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Now, we're going to focus on that first part because we're talking about, okay, I'm going to make the assumption here as parents that we all want to be good parents, Mm -hmm. that we want our kids to, you know, somewhere along the life say, hey, you know what? I had good mom and dad. They cared for me. They thought things through. They maybe did things um, that I never as a young person put a whole lot of stock into. My parents did. And when I you know, navigated through life, my parents had the answers when I got there. Um, and I think that's what this verse is really saying is, is, is a good man 
looks ahead, not just to his children, but his children's children, and makes some plans, whether that's financially, and I'm that's why I say it's almost <laughs> financial. Uh, in fact, uh, I would look through my list of financial verses, and this one is in my list of financial okay. verses. So, uh, All right, we'll, good, give you, we'll give you that one. But I, as you say that, I'm thinking your children's children, that means our grandchildren. And that, I'm just going to say, and Ray has a new grandson, so he, this is really pertinent for him. That's their first first grandson, grandchild born to them, so he's very So pay attention, Ray. So pay attention. attention, Ray. Okay. (laughs) That did catch my attention, and I was thinking about it driving in. I thought, you know what? Maybe we need to open up a bank account and set some money aside each month for our grandchild, because my parents did that mm-hmm. for our kids mm-hmm. wow that's taking this verse quite 100 percent. i mean i think you know the, the we always love the practical thing at the end we're putting the practical thing right at the beginning i mean when you we've got a, a new baby brand new baby one of the you know housewarming or baby warming baby warming gifts is as we can say let's open a bank account let's start an resp and re- registered education savings plan and in the name of our children's children and contribute to that regularly. I, I certainly have heard stories of grandparents you know, giving a card on the birthday and there's a little bit of money in the card, but there's also money that goes into the RESP. And, and so that's, you know, every birthday throughout their entire life up to education and they get a little bit of money in the RESP. And uh, it's amazing how a little bit of money over mm-hmm. a long period of time has a, a, just a dramatic effect on on when you need it, the money is there. And so that's why we were talking a little bit about this idea of planning and being proactive and thinking about it. Because as we focus in on children's education, one of the things that we see now statistically and culturally, it's like there's this big surprise. My child turns 17 or 18 and all of a sudden wants to go to university and we have done no preparation. We, you know, oh, there's tuition? Mm, where are we going to get that money? And so there's this last minute scramble. And I, I don't know if that's just a. a a common example of, of our current culture where we're saying everything is last minute, you know, and, and credit allows us to do that, right? Is, is yes. hey, I don't have to plan because the reality is, is when I get there, I'll use the line of credit or there'll be OSAP or there'll be, you know, that kind of stuff available. So I won't do any planning. And I think part of the point of what we want to really emphasize today is a little bit of planning goes a long way. But we don't want you to feel bad either if you haven't planned. So this is always the double-edged sword. <laughs> because sometimes you just don't have the funds, like mm-hmm. through life, to put a little extra away for an RESP. So before we get too far there, mm-hmm. I just want to recap. So we're talking about our children's education. We're talking about how to help our kids. Mm-hmm. But... Um, And that came out of a question at a seminar that we hold every month. But it also came to our attention because Debbie Doyle told us while she was here the last two weeks that she is seeing an increasingly large number of older retirees coming with big debt loads into her office, um, dealing with bankruptcy and um, Mm -hmm. all of that. And she's seeing more of that generation Mm -hmm. coming. And our question, I guess my question, you know, for us today is because that's because parents are helping their kids 
not just with their education, but with their housing. And, and, you know, for us who are not quite 50, David and I, we're not quite there yet, almost, but not quite, you know, this is our generation where maybe we need help with our mortgage payment or a down payment and parents, older parents are feeling the heart tug to help Mm -hmm. their kids. Mm -hmm. And this is what kind of, we're kind of meshing all of that Mm -hmm. together this morning. So. Yeah, kind of meshing it all together, and and I think uh, you know because we are all parents, um, you 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 hit the nail on the head. It's in big bold kind of writing. Is is we love our kids, we want the best for our kids, and so when we make financial decisions, we make those decisions based on emotion, based on our you know our desire as parents to see our kids. But when we look at the kids' education. Um, and I'm going to throw this out there that we really need to consider that more of an investment. And we need to teach our children that their education is like an investment. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to invest money, I expect a return on that investment. I expect I'm going to put $100 in. I'm going to get $150 out. That's the way an investment works, right? Whether the, Whatever the period of time is. And so if we look at our, our children's education and we sit down with them and we say, okay, you know, your education over, say, four years or sometimes now or most times now six years as a minimum, you get your bachelor, which gets you a minimum wage job. Yes, we know that that's in a sense the, the new high school, you know, uh, is getting your bachelor. And then there's some extra specialized education that you get after. So often it's for six years before you're really done your education. So if I'm going through six years education, what kind of job can I get as I graduate? And what can I expect in terms of financial remuneration? If I'm going to spend, say, $80,000 on my education, then how quickly can I see that realized in terms of a financial reinvestment, right? Uh, And I think it's important that we as parents think about it like that. I think it's important that we talk to our children about that because all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. So when I go into university, I'm not just going to go and spend the first two years trying to figure out what I'm doing here. Um, I'm actually... But saying that, that's hard, too. Sometimes... you know, we're asking our 18-year-olds to know what they're going to do. Like, I agree with you. But on the other hand, that's a, re- that's a lot of pressure, you know, when you... And which is why we would recommend maybe that if you don't know what you're doing, then don't go. And we call them gap years. Go work and earn some money and explore the world a little bit, maybe, and see mm-hmm. what you're geared for instead of jumping into an education that you feel like you're just supposed to get, but you're not really sure of where it's going to take you. That's j- just a thought out there. But what? But I want to know, like, what is Compass and Howard Dayton is the guy behind Compass? Mm-hmm. And what is what would he tell us if he were here today? Well, I know I've heard Howard on his own radio program talk about how he really encourages, you know, Parents, you need to be having those discussions with your kids early on. What is their plan? If you have any inkling of that, what's your gifting? Um, And then beginning to set aside some money. And um, he's a strong encourager that, um, you know what, if you don't have the finances, there's nothing wrong by waiting and going and working. You get life experience that can be very valuable. You develop healthy saving experience. 
um, mm-hmm. yeah, abilities, patterns, patterns yeah. you, you know, that you will set for the rest of your life. Because, you know, you can do an investment, you know, a medical doctor spend 120 grand on education. But if you haven't modified your lifestyle in order to pay that off as quickly as you can, I know people who are still carrying that debt load, you know, 20 years later. Yep. And so uh, Howard would say, you know what? Take the time, take a gap year, work, save up, apply for grants, apply for anything where there's free money that allows you to do that. But you will hold the course and it will bless you and be much more beneficial for your own personal growth and learning to wait till you have the finances in place. So we're, we're really saying that the expectation of culture on parents today to pay for their children's education is a, is a false one. That we don't we don't have to have like our children, our oldest two are now in the midst of university, and they knew early on that we would help them with maybe groceries or help them as we could, mm-hmm. and we were putting a little bit a month away for them. But it was largely they knew it was largely on their shoulders, and they know that yes, um, just because of where we're at in our own finances, there mm-hmm. was no expectation on them that. They didn't come to us in, in grade 11 and say, so you guys are paying for it? Right? So because l- little promo, we had Mercedes on and yes, did a couple of yes, shows a- about her university education and yes. how she's doing that. So if you want to hear it from the, the horse's, horse's mouth, mouth, so to speak, um, you can hear Mercedes speak on that. Just search it on but more I than think, enough.ca. I think people just need to know where they are at financially. Yeah, this yeah. goes back to financial awareness, mm-hmm. right? We say at the office, you got to face it. Financial awareness creates empowerment. It's one of our greatest acronyms. You've got to know it parents where you're at where your heart's at and then be honest with them and have the conversation early on and then say yeah we're putting a little bit aside for you but it's not going to amount to the hundred thousand dollars that you need mm-hmm. maybe you're out there and you can save the hundred thousand but maybe you want to consider that you shouldn't pay for their whole education anyway maybe it's advantageous for a child even if you can afford to pay for it that they put some skin in the game mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't know what you guys think yeah. about that. Well, I'll go back to the verse that we just we started with and saying, you know, maybe the shift in focus is, is we're going to start saving up for our children's children, even before there's children's children. Okay. But the reality is, is recognizing that this is a long-term deal. You know, if we want our children to go to university, if we want them to get a second education or a secondary education, uh, we need to start preparing ahead of time. And I love it that we have God that we can, you know, that we can ask. So you can sit down with with your your child and say at grade 10, grade 11, say, you know, we need to start preparing, taking certain courses, going in a certain direction. It's not to say that we're going to pigeonhole you into a certain vocation, but at least pray with your child or pray with the family and go, okay, so you're musical and you're this and and this is what you, maybe we'll just drift to the arts side of of the the university education and what are the options there. Or maybe you're not going to go to university at all. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're going to be in the trades. Mm -hmm. And and in that case, maybe there isn't as much debt involved, but then there's debt for cars or you know, transportation to get to a job. There's all kinds of discussions. I think what I'm hearing us say is we need to talk with our kids. Yes, we need to be communicating. Where is your heart? And if they don't know, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. But That doesn't mean we can't put money aside for whatever. No, but right? at the same time, it's what I said before. If, if you can't afford to pay for it, 
you might want to think that you shouldn't mm -hmm. because leaving a legacy for your children's children is leaving a legacy more than just money. It's faith and belief and trust. But this that, is the show about money. I know, but it's the heart <laughs> issue. I think I'm, I'm you and I, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, oh. I don't know, Ray, what you think about that. Leaving a legacy is more than just about leaving the money. Oh, I agree. I agree. I know, uh, you know, our board president, Lauren, talks often, you should have a letter that is included in your estate to your children, you know, expressing your heart and your values and vision. What a testimony for them to hear, once again, who you are and wow. what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know what? I love that idea. Part of me thinks we should be having those discussions, but sometimes opportunities, life's busy, we don't go to that kind of level of conversation. But what a great testimony to sitting down. Actually, I was just talking to a friend over the weekend. You know, why not do that? Mm -hmm. Write a letter to your kids and express your heart and what it is that you love about them and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And you leave each of them. I, I actually, I'm thinking of my brother. I'm, I think my brother, he passed away suddenly almost 17 years ago now. And he had, they found a letter, letters for each of them in his filing cabinet. Oh, how sweet. You know, and those are, that is, that's a powerful legacy to leave, right? Of, and, and those are almost speak to our heart more than money ever will. I mean, uh, inheritance is great, and we think that's the cat's meow, but money, as we know, mm -hmm. is, is just a tool. Fleeting. And it's mm -hmm. fleeting, and mm -hmm. it comes and goes. And, and I guess the point is, you know, if you're a parent and you're in your senior years and you're finding yourself confronted with, do I, you know, my mortgage is paid off, but my kids are struggling, do I sell my house and give them money or go in debt now what would you guys who are mm -hmm. financial men what would you say to them well i i'll pull the uh i want to look at the whole picture right i mean in a sense right. of going there are so many options when when you go that way and each each everybody's individual so you know generally we're gonna i'm not gonna i'm gonna pull that i'm not gonna say much on that particular situation but statistically what we do know is is that there are more and more people you know who essentially are on that second half of life and they're helping their kids and yet they're they're not in the position to actually do that from their assets so they're leveraging or they're borrowing mm -hmm. for their you know they want to help with the down payment or the wedding or something like that but there's no real assets to be able to do that and so they're again because cheap credit because it's readily available well i'll just borrow it on my line of credit because it's really uh, I don't really have the cash, and I really it's the cheapest money out there. Well, that's what the environment has produced, and so now we've got these this generation that, in a sense, has a little bit of an expectation that you know, mom and dad are going to help me with all of these major life events, and I'm not going to save, or maybe I don't have the ability to save for those. And, you know, again, there's when we talk about weddings, when we talk about school, when we talk about houses, there's all this cultural expectation that this is the way it's going to go. It's the American dream or the Canadian dream, if you will, that that's the way it's going to live. And, and it's, you know, again, we find more and more and more. This is whether it's statistically or whether it's just in the culture that that dream doesn't doesn't work well, the american not, dream isn't know, working but ray is it hard to say no like is it hard as a parent just to say you know what i can't 
because I, I, I don't want to leave debt for you mm-hmm. and I can't help you. Or we've got to pray and like, I don't know, what, what do you say? Well, yeah, I mean, is it sustainable? You know, if you're helping your, your children, are you able to sustain your own lifestyle? You know, because more and more people are not mm-hmm. and um, aren't prepared. So they're using the cheap credit, cheap in a loose term, yeah. Um, but that sense of feeling like they're obligated out of love or unmet expectations or um, unspoken issues mm-hmm. and um, needing to work through those things. And so it puts them in very difficult situations because, I mean, part of it is we don't know what life's going to hold. And increasingly, I have a number of colleagues whose parents are aging and having health issues and parents my colleagues are having to step in and financially support parents in order to meet all their health needs. Mm-hmm. So, so you've got aging parents, and then you've got your kids. Yes. And it puts a lot of pressure. I, I, I'm only starting to see it within our age group. It, it's putting a lot of pressure emotionally, physically, and uh, like financially uh, on us. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. It's just difficult. That's a and, whole topic for another well, show. That That's a savage generation yeah. where you're, you know, yes. the kids haven't left home yet. They're 20 in their mid-20s, and now you're, you're actually taking care because of those it, aging parents. Because yeah. in yeah. some yeah. cultures, <laughs> it's the expectation that the younger children, we always joke we had so many kids so that they could look it after us in our old age. That's not a joke. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, they're our retirement plan. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. that's neither here nor there. But, but we do joke about it but in some ways if we're going the way we're going that's totally not a reality because mm-hmm. the children are getting mortgaged or leveraged and 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 then our children are trying to put away for their children's yes. education we've got to really have conversations i just think and if you have hard time conversing about it find someone who's willing to talk with you as a family mm-hmm. you know if you have trouble you've your if your teenagers just don't want to hear the fact that you can't help them you know more than enough that's what we do mm-hmm. you know call ray that's mm-hmm. i mean we can help find people or there's people in your community your pastors or or people that are uh, maybe ahead of you that you respect you know ask don't be afraid to ask so much there's so much shame around money and this topic that we have to we have to come out in courage and say okay something has to change and it's not going to change with the next family if it's not going to change with you you've got to do it for your family mm-hmm. and i want i want to say this to the parents and to the kids as a clear you know red light signal to say you know if what you are planning for your children's education is going to put you into debt or put them into debt you need to stop and really consider you know is the what is the end result going to be here are we actually helping the children by leveraging ourselves or leveraging Mm -hmm. them and four years are we just delaying the inevitable crash that is going to happen or maybe we can take a different turn and do something different. So if you are considering helping your children and you have to do debt, use debt to do it, or they have to go into debt to get an education, then stop. Think about it. Pray about it. Be creative and about how that about can it. be. Talk about yes. it. Because the reality is, is that, and, and we're at the end of the show, so I'm not, not going to go in, but stop and just think, you know what, before we go in and do this, there maybe needs to there has to be a different way so that's and your homework there that's it is the homework. there's the homework stop and really face where you're at and talk to your kids 
So, Father, we are just so grateful to you mm-hmm. for um, wisdom. And we don't know every story and we don't know every journey. And every journey is unique. So I pray that for every listener that they would go to you because you know them so well and you can direct them exactly in the path that they should take. Lord, I just pray your blessing on on all of us as we struggle through these uh new ways of thinking and doing life financially mm-hmm. and we just uh praise you that you're faithful in jesus name amen wow uh, you know these shows right thanks for coming it's great they to just go again. so quick it's like <laughs> oh we're just getting uh, getting into it, and yeah. it so yeah. so thanks for joining us again ray if you do have any um need resources from compass it's compasscanada.org reach out to ray ray will, will get in contact or the office will get in contact if you uh want to listen to the show chri.ca more than enough.ca uh search let's talk reb uh, david <laughs> let's, let's talk reb let's talk david <laughs> Uh, let's on talk iTunes. money with Dave and Reb. Okay, let's talk money with Dave and Reb. I don't even know what the name of the show is yet. So, anyways, join us next week and uh, we'll talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.